You're listening to the Armchair Psychologists Podcast. Am I the asshole for being furious that my cousin posted about my dad on Father's Day? I, 24 male, lost my dad two weeks ago after a brief illness. My mom, 51 female, sister, 20 female, and I were obviously heartbroken. My mom was borderline catatonic in her grief. After a brief discussion with my sister, my mom, and my grandmother, 93 female, we decided to keep news of dad's passing contained just to family and close personal friends of my immediate family, dad, mom, sister, and myself. I believe this to be the best to help manage my mother's stress levels and to keep her help her grieve. Due to my mom's grief and being the oldest, I've sort of taken on the role of spokesperson for my family, planning the service, dealing with introductory legal work, calling my dad's friends. So last week, I sent a text into the extended family group chat requesting that no one post anything about my dad's passing on social media and that anyone that we wanted to find out would be informed directly by us. I also made it extremely clear my mom, sister, and grandmother were on the same page regarding social media. The service came and went and was obviously extremely hard on my entire family, especially my mom. Obviously, today being Father's Day was another hard day and we planned a quiet day. However, that was ruined by my cousin. She, 19 female, decided that in addition to posting a tribute to her dad, she posted a message about the loss of my dad, her uncle, as well. Me, my sister, and my mom received a massive influx of calls and texts, which greatly upset my mom. I was more annoyed that people I haven't seen or spoken to since high school were now acting like my best friend. However, the vast majority of my anger was reserved for my cousin. I sent her a text in the family group chat furious at her for ignoring our plainly stated wishes regarding social media and for upsetting my very fragile mom. Her mom, my aunt, retaliated that we can't control how her daughter grieves and loss of her uncle. She sent one in telling me that I didn't make it clear the social media ban extended beyond the service to did I expect her to never just talk about her uncle again? I said that it was obvious she was hunting for attention and sympathy and that if she is not welcome around my mom due to up the upset that she caused. Pretty much my entire extended family agreed that her posting was insensitive, but my aunt and cousin maintained that I overreacted and can't expect other people to grieve in the same way I did. Am I the asshole? Oof. Okay. This is a tough one. I mean, definitely he's not the asshole. I mean, I don't think he's, he's yeah. an asshole. I think the question is, is the cousin an asshole? That's really the question in this mm -hmm. one and in my opinion i just think that like grief in that situation the dad was pretty young i'm assuming because the mother was only like 50 or 50 something so yeah. they see it's pretty young it was seems like it was a sudden like a short illness and or brief illness and the father died uh fairly young and they're just in shock and yeah. and i think one of the things that i i think something that i recognized regarding grief in my own experience is that like you're it's such a loss of control that you re it's such a wake-up call because you think that you have control of your life in many ways you know like we i go to work i you know i'm like i i do things every day deliberately and then mm -hmm. suddenly you just get smacked just walloped by a death and you're like where did that come from? Like, it's so out of control. Like it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a feeling of loss of control. I think that's kind of what they're, they're doing is like, I think that's why we have funerals. It's like, you need something, you need that executive function of your brain to kind of go into overdrive so that you don't have to deal with the pain and the grief in that moment. 
And so mm-hmm. I'm going to control this. I'm going to control most social media. We're going to get this. And and he's got all this, this plan. And then, and then the, the cousin does something that's, you know, upsets the apple cart and it gives, gives him a, a, an opportunity to, um, you know, kind of uh, take some of that energy, that grief and direct it towards something that's, you know, and, and, and so I think that like, I think that he did overreact, but I also mm. think the cousin could have been more respectful about it. But I don't know. I mean, it's a very tough situation. I, I'm curious to hear what you think about this. I think it's really hard for me to judge one way or the other because I've I've not dealt with that type of grief yet. I both all of my four grandparents are still alive. Um, my great grandparents passed away either I think before I was born or a couple of them passed away when I was very young like a year old or something so I I don't remember that um and didn't understand the concept of death at that age either Mm -hmm. um like I said all four of my grandparents are still alive my parents are in good health and you know my sister's in good health etc etc and I've never had a friend pass so I think ultimately it's like it's really hard for me to wrap my brain around it because I've never had that experience so far. So it's really difficult for me to judge, but I, I know from my friends who have grieved that it is like a big loss of control in your life. And it really upsets your plans, especially when you're young, because it gives you less of a support network and less to fall back on. Yeah, um, losing a parent is is insane. Like that's that's uh yeah, I I yeah. have never lost a parent. Um but I have I've lost uh people that I cared about and uh the and and I've just noticed the grieving process is like it's different in every person. I think like a lot of people do it differently. Some people are really go deep inside, some people are really expressive. Um some people I think um, don't even realize how it's affecting them. And I, I just think that it's like, I think the the cousin deserves a, uh, deserves the right to grieve. But if she's just, I, it's just so difficult. I, I don't know how to, I guess really she shouldn't have posted that. I think that's the right. ultimately that she was wrong. If she was wrong to post it, I think it, I think info matters here i think we kind of need more info we need to know how close she was to uh the her uncle because right. if she was very close to him it kind of makes sense that maybe she doesn't know another way to grieve or it really affected her um but if she was really just doing it to hunt for attention and they weren't really that close i think she could have kept it to herself ultimately yeah i do think maybe she shouldn't have posted that i'm looking at the comments and some people are saying i know we're living in 2023 and social media is all the rage but seriously don't post about my dead dad on your facebook is really such a low bar (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's a great comment actually that's right that is like please specifically ask not to do it yep yeah yeah and it's just like I think the cousin is just and, and there's a difference of age here a bit. I mean, they're still they're all very young, but the cousin is 19 and he's 24. Yeah, I think when you're 19, you're a teen. Some people are still not out of high school when they're 19. They're graduating right. at 19. You have a very limited capacity to understand how your actions affect other people. And I think it's 
very possible that, especially if he didn't explain into detail why he didn't want them to post about his father passing away, he just said, mm-hmm. we don't want this and we're all on the same page about it, that the cousin may not understand how it's affecting his mother, how the influx of calls is adding to the stress, how the grief is affecting the family. And so for that, I don't think that she's necessarily the asshole. It's kind of more like, in my opinion, a no assholes here situation and just that yeah. the cousin needs to grow up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Kind of think about the other people first and not I mean, because I think teenagers are kind of narcissistic, uh, nat, you know, in general. Yeah. yeah. And and that it, it and if she's trying to make it about her, like, uh, you know, this is about my grief for my uncle. No, it's about right. it's about your uncle. <laughs> you know, it's about his family. Right. It's not about you. Um, but again, you know, she waited until after the funeral and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, how long do you have to to wait and you can never talk about it? I mean, it just seems yeah. like but at the same respect, I think you know, wait, wait, give it a year, like let them grieve. And then you can, you know, talk about your uncle. If you really had a close relationship, you can, you know, bring it up. But right. Maybe I think if they, I think maybe she should have asked if she was uncertain how long they expected it to be a hush hush situation. Yeah. Um. I think a little communication would have gone a long way, like a, just a little more communication, but ultimately I think it's a no assholes here situation. I think what the cousin did might have been a little bit in the wrong, but I just think she doesn't have sufficiently developed empathy to understand how it's not like she intentionally went out of her way because she was trying to hurt his family or, you know, his mother or anything. It was just more of a, she was too nearsighted to see how it would affect his family. Yeah. And I think with a little bit of hindsight, the, the cousin, the, the, the male who, who lost his father, will probably look back and say well, maybe i i overreact a little bit but right now the wound is so fresh i mean it's yep. just like he's just a a a walking you know um uh, he's, time he's, bomb for a ticking time bomb right right so yeah yeah so in that in that case you know if, if i were the cousin i'd just be like i'm sorry take the post down and then just let it go you don't need your mom to fight your battle with her sister who's grieving. You know what I mean? It doesn't need to be right. a thing. This could very yeah. easily be quashed if just you take the post down, apologize. I think it'll be it'll be okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I just hope they don't escalate the situation and create a whole family drama out of this. Then then they are assholes. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you if you can't just let it go, then uh yeah, you then you're an asshole. Yeah, I agree. All right. I think that's our verdict. Let Excellent. us know what you think in our uh at our email. What is it again? It's uh armchair psychologist podcast at gmail.com. Armchair psychologist podcast at gmail.com. Let us yep. know what you think. Am I the asshole for showing up at a birthday party in a long dress? I, 18 female, sometimes do modeling work for friends. Nothing big, but many people I know are in fashion, so sometimes they hire me to put on their clothes and jewelry to show on their social platforms. 
A few days ago, it was my cousin Maria's 16th birthday. All the family was invited like usual for her birthday, but my parents live a little further than the rest and we sometimes couldn't make it. More often than not, we just sent her gifts and well wishes. This year, however, I had a video shoot at my friend's place 40 minutes or so from Maria's house, so I told Maria I would attend the party. My parents and brothers asked me to pass their gifts to Maria. I had on a sundress and went to my designer friend's place, intending to wear that dress to the party after work. As we wrapped up, however, I noticed that my dress, which was hung in the corner of the room, was gone. As it turned out, my friend's girlfriend thought my dress was one of my friend's works, so she wore it outside. My designer friend apologized and offered me a dress to wear and promised to return my dress to me later. My options were limited. My friend was plus-sized. Her girlfriend left behind a dirty shirt and shorts. All the dresses for the shoot were long and fancy. I picked one of the more modest ones and left as I was already late for the party. I was the last person to arrive and was also the most dressed up. My relatives all showered me with compliments on how I look, even Maria's father. I didn't want to steal attention from Maria, so I tried to keep close to our 80-year-old grandfather, who only sat still and kept quiet most of the time, but the rest of the family kept coming to greet me and complimented my dress and look. Maria thanked me for the presents and served me cake. She also thanked me when I complimented her new hairstyle. I thought everything went well. As I drove back home, however, Maria called me, telling me I was an asshole for showing up looking like that and stealing attention from her. I apologized and explained my dress situation. Maria said any decent person would just buy something else to wear before coming. Am I the asshole? There's a picture of the dress. Dress looks kind of like this. I won't post actual picture of the dress because it's my friend's property. There's no dress code for the party. The few years my family attended, everyone wore whatever. One of our aunts once showed up in a full evening gown and she was on her way to a work event and nobody made a fuss. I was paid for modeling, but not a lot. My friend just started and couldn't afford more. The thought of buying another dress on top of all the gas money or burning my friend with extra costumes didn't make sense. I'm saving for college. I got a picture of the dress here, Jack. I'm going to show it to you. Okay. Oh, it's a simple dress, actually. Yeah. Can you see? Is it that blue? Yeah, it's like a long blue. Kind of looks like yeah. Elsa from Frozen. But with short sleeves. Yeah, with short sleeves. It's a kind of, mo- it's a pretty modest, simple dress, actually, right. in my opinion. It's not the equivalent of showing up in like a tuxedo, like James Bond. Yeah, or like a full bright red evening gown or like right. a, a sparkly magenta or dress or something. Yeah, I don't think that she's an asshole here. I think her cousin sounds a little insecure, but what 16-year-old girl isn't insecure? Right. And which 16-year-old girl doesn't want all the attention at their birthday party? Right. It's like they're both a little young. It's like there's no assholes here. I just feel like um, she wasn't the asshole for doing what she did. Her cousin might have been a little bit of a jerk, not quite an asshole, just a little bit immature for getting yeah. angry at her. But at the same time, I feel like it's perfectly understandable given the nature of, oh, it's your party. You want to be the best dressed. You want the attention. You want the compliments. You're 16 years old. You're pretty insecure. Everyone is at that age. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, I agree with you. Young people are going to be young, you know, like they're just yep. it, it, the fact that the the girl wrote this post is kind of funny to me because it's like two. it's like a very childish kind of argument between two family members and they're right. both immature and they're, <laughs> they're right. you know, they want to be right. And it's like, sometimes you're just a victim of circumstance. You know what I mean? Like, right. like 
you know, she, yeah, she was overdressed and stole thunder from her cousin. And she's probably, maybe she's more attractive or maybe she's just older. So she's kind of more grown up and, and, uh, you know, she's, you know, she's modeling. So obviously she's, she's probably attractive and that's going to make the cousin insecure already. And then she shows up in this, like, you know, uh, f- kind of formal looking dress or whatever is going to, is going to make the cousin feel even more insecure. And then on her birthday, that's probably the last thing she wanted to feel is insecure. You want to feel right. totally secure. And, uh, and the, the, and the older girl is being a little bit, the, the older cousin is being a little bit, uh, the OP is being a little bit, um, ah, humble braggy. Yeah, like, a little bit. You're like, oh, I just showed up at this party and everybody was telling me how good I looked. And, and like, I didn't even try. <laughs> it's not my fault that I'm so hot. You know, it's like, all right, all right, <laughs> we get it. You know, like, okay. You you're hot shit. And, okay, yeah. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just such a good person. I right. She was mad at me. You know, I blessed her with by attending a party. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, in a way, the undertone was there. The undertone was there that she was right. a bit, yeah. It's like I I'm see. just being me, and I'm so fabulous that uh, I can't help it if my fabulicity doesn't just uh, exude everywhere, even this this party. So, I mean, what is she supposed to do? Black out her tooth and come in with rags? You know, of course, that's not <laughs> what anybody's expecting her to do. But it's just kind of like sometimes. Sometimes you're an asshole, even when you didn't do anything wrong. That's so, so true, Jack. That is, you nailed it. Sometimes you're an <laughs> asshole, even when you didn't do anything wrong. And sometimes it's the attitude about yourself that makes it worse. Like, if you're humble braggy, it's worse than being humble and worse than being a brag. <laughs> Right. Because <laughs> you like, want because you're trying to have your cake and eat it too, right? You're trying yes. to have it both ways. I want to be yeah. the good guy, but I also want to be the hero. And it's like, wait a second, you don't get to be you don't get to be you don't get to be both, you know? Like Yes. You know, I actually had a kind of similar thing. When I was younger, people of course my sister and I, people would compare us a lot. Um, and I think anyone who has a sister can relate. My sister's a couple years older. She's two and a half years older to be exact than me. And she's always had a very thin body type and she's a little taller than me. Not so much now that we're older, but when she w- we were younger, she always had a really, really thin, naturally thin body type and was taller than me. And I've always had a curvier body type and was shorter. So I remember people were, would always compliment how thin she was and and stuff like that. And you have to and, listen to that, and you're just like, Ugh, okay, again. Oh god! <laughs> yeah. And I was so annoyed because it would get like, it would, it would be so hard when I would visit my family in Mexico. They'd be like, oh, you know, you're fat, and you know, Mexicans they really don't have a a filter. They don't pull their punches, right, when it comes. No, to that and stuff. I also wasn't fat at the time, which is crazy to me because when I look back, I was like, what the heck? I was tiny. I just had a, like a different body type. But they were like, oh, you're, you know, you're fat. Oh, your sister's so thin. She looks like a model. I, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then they would just say this like mean, horrible stuff to me, um, which was no fun. I hated that. So I understand right. how the 16 year old feels. But I didn't really take it on my sister. I just felt like I didn't want to see that family anymore because they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It does suck. Like that is not the way to, uh, this is the wrong kind of values you want to, uh, you know, 
um, impress uh, on people. But um, how did your sister react about that, though? Was she did she that kind made of, me mad? She yeah. no one would validate my feelings because I said I don't really want to see that side of the family that much, mom. Because every time I go, they're just calling me fat i also i weighed like 115 pounds at the time it's like <laughs> i was like i mean i weigh way more than that now but i was just like i was i was tiny actually but it, it, they just had this idea you know and um no one would validate me my mom wouldn't really validate me it was just like that's just the way family is and my mom and my sister was like oh well it's hard for me she literally said it's hard for me too you know when they say that i look like a model i was like I really wanted to kill her. She said that. And I was like, it was so annoying to me at yeah, the time. Yeah. And she's just, she's just soaking it in. Like, oh, this yeah. is fantastic. You know? <laughs> I know. And I'm just getting trash. I was so annoyed. Um, And yeah, I mean, it, that was so annoying. And then, and then I, there were a lot of instances where people said I was prettier because I, they were like, oh, you have a prettier face, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm sure she felt bad about that, too. Um, you know what? I think I think people need to stop commenting on people's appearance. Uh, do you, do you yes. know the actor Jonah Hill? Do you, do you know who he is? Um, he's yes, a famous actor. He was very heavy. Then he lost a lot of weight. And what he said is that he, he's a, he said, I don't want anyone. I don't want people commenting on my appearance in, at all. Whether you think right. I'm thin, whether you think I'm the right weight, whether you think I'm too skinny, too heavy, whatever. Uh, and I think that we I think we need to kind of move past that sort of stuff. Like, I, I don't think we need to comment either way on people's the, appearance. Yeah, I saw this post on Facebook a while ago, like that was that had gone viral that said, um, you're beautiful. And that's the least interesting thing about you. And I think it's true. It's mm-hmm. like whether you're attractive or not that's the least interesting thing about us as people is how attractive we are and beauty is so ephemeral like ultimately we're not gonna look the same way forever i don't look the same way i did when i was 15 and you might look better or you might look worse like i might look better than i did when i was 15 but i might look worse in 10 years or i might look better in 10 years you never know but ultimately it's not a static thing we're not going to look the same forever and it's such a boring pointless topic and i think women just face so much scrutiny jonah hill unfortunately you know face similar scrutiny but women get it so much worse oh yeah yeah yeah. just get compared to each other or other family members i'm sure maria had had instances where she had been compared to the op before right um and it's brutal it's like you don't want to hear that you know i and it's pointless and it's just it wears down people's self-esteem. I, I just feel like it's a way to control women as well, especially in cultures that are sexist. Um, like Mexican culture can be very sexist. And I think it's kind of a, making women obsess over beauty and weight and their skin and pointless things like that is kind of a way to control them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I live in South Korea where it's just out of control. It's bad. Yeah, out of it's control. Bad. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You're basically like the message that people are getting is your worth is is related, you know, directly to your attractiveness. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. that's the that's the message that that is being sent out to people, and 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 uh, it's such a it's such a toxic kind of uh, uh, 
point of view can i ask how you feel about the culture related to beauty having a, a young daughter yourself like yeah i mean uh i i do worry about that that sort of stuff because i have a i have a kid who is a teenager she's going to be 15 and uh she's smack dab in the middle of of all those messages and you can't control it it's like those messages are are being beamed you know from billboards from every you go to a mall and all you are is inundated with these images and cosmetics and stuff like that so social media I, social media and tiktok and all that sort of nonsense too so i do worry about it and uh i mean luckily from uh you know talking to my daughter and and stuff it, it seems like she's dealing with it pretty well um and uh but you know we we keep our eyes open for any signs of like depression or anything that, that might you know be a an indicator that she's not doing so well but um i think so far she's she's kind of navigated it uh pretty well but she's right in the middle of the battle you know it's this is the age you know 13 to 19 or 18 that is really the critical time for especially teenage girls and their and depression uh, yeah. because of of these the social media so um, right. depression disordered eating like there's so many things that you have to look right. out for when you have a teenage daughter it's scary i mean in the right. world that we live in and it's and things that i think at least in american society i do think we're moving past um you see advertisements that include all sorts of different looks for women and all kinds of different skin tones and skin conditions and texture on your skin and body weights and body shapes has become way more inclusive than it used to be when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, when I was like eight or nine or 10. Um, and I think that's really great because now you can look at yourself and say, Hey, I mean, I kind of look like that girl on the billboard, but she looks good and I look good. And it's yeah. not such a thing of like, if I don't look like this one particular way that all the models look like, then I'm not good enough, which I think used to be a thing back in the early nine 2000s. And I think the nineties, I was not born in the early nineties, but, yeah, I but think in the early nineties, it was, it was, uh, it was called heroin chic because they yes. would look like they were on drugs. They were literally, That's how thin they were. you know, and bones. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was such a, an unhealthy beauty ideal in the nineties that right. it, when you look back on it, it's terrifying because they look like um, skeletons. Yeah, yeah. They look sick. They're not healthy. Yeah. And, and also our beauty standards have changed over the years. What's the, uh, you know, uh, what's, what's the word? Zap, Zaptic? Uh, 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 am I saying that right? Kind of like curvier, you know, was, was, you thick? know, you mean thick. Beauty standards were uh, much more curvier. Um, right, thick, thick. Yeah, I thick. Right, thick. right, exactly. Thick. Right, right. Sorry, I'm using the parlance of today. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, thick is the beauty standard. Yeah, it became the beauty standard for a while, and it made me feel better because I've always had a thicker body, like the shape, because I'm shorter and I'm not stout really, but I just like a lot of shorter women. If you're even a little bit if you're not super thin, you look curvier because you're short. And so your body fat distributes differently. So I think ultimately being thicker um, 
being popular was was a healthy thing for me at least but i think it also after that wave came like the diversity of body shapes and saying you know whether you're thin or thick or whatever you naturally are that's okay and i think that that's a good good that's where that's where it's kind of moving into like you said it's more inclusive instead of one type of uh, i mean you know what china went crazy for 100 years over tiny feet I mean, it's just right, like yeah. it's all subjective. It's all cultural. It's to say that there's one one weight, which is the beauty standard for for all women and all men is ridiculous because it's always changing over the generations and always will. And so right. I like you said, I, 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 this more inclusive approach to it is a much healthier way because when you go to the mall, you feel represented. Everybody feels represented. Right. Um, and it, when you get to the 40s, like I am, I'm 46 years old. I'm going to be 47. I mean, I look worse than I've ever looked, but I feel more comfortable in my own skin than I've ever felt. Isn't that right. odd? Like, it's a paradox, right? It's like, I look yeah, worse, like but I feel better. You know, why is that? Probably because you you have, you have get a little bit of wisdom. You realize that, oh, you like you said, beauty is ephemeral. It's fleeting. There's... Um, you just you know you spend a life important thing sorry go ahead exactly yeah you're probably more you're more interested in having a good conversation with an intelligent person than sitting down in in a bar talking to some you know beautiful 20 year old or whatever you know what i mean like it's it's like yeah you know what conversation are you going to have that's so interesting it's like no that's your your priorities change as you get older too so Right. It's uh, it's really interesting. It's it's uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We got way off topic here. From we definitely our- got off topic, but I think ultimately we're kind of on and off topic. This is what yeah. you know. Uh, this is our our um, I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> it's just this our, is our modus operandi. Yeah, we just operate this way. But ultimately, I think uh, our verdict is that there were no assholes. Ultimately, it's just an unfortunate situation. I think the insecurity is ultimately caused by and you know people could have paid more attention to maria on her birthday maria could be a little more mature the op could be more mature um op is not a victim in this situation you're just not yeah yeah it's like sorry it's not as bad as you're making it suck it up it's okay it was her birthday okay don't you know Right. Go According to her her post, she got the hit the genetic lottery anyway. You're modeling, uh, you know, you're you're doing fine. Don't worry, OP. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess no assholes here, maybe, but just a little immaturity on both ends. Yeah. Agreed. Am I the asshole for refusing to pay my daughter's tuition after she lied about her major? I'll keep this short. My daughter, who is 19, told me she was going to college to major in computer science. I was ecstatic about this because she's been set on majoring in illustration. For years, I've been trying to talk her out of it. I know she loves illustration, but it is extremely hard to get a steady job out of that. I wanted her to do something she could be successful in. I want her to have a wider range of opportunities. As it turns out, she lied to me. She's majoring in illustration. She got some mail about an art exhibition at her school. 
I thought nothing of it at first because I knew she was a computer science major. After looking into it a bit more, I found out her work was chosen to be displayed in the exhibition. I was furious. I've spent tens of thousands of hard-earned money for computer science. That's what we agreed on. I told her she can do what she wants, but I will not support her. She can pay it for herself or get her mother to pay. Or she could begin to pay me back for the money she stole from me interest-free. My wife said I'm being unreasonable, that she's only 19 and asking her to pay for her own tuition is asking too much of her. I don't think it was as I agreed to pay for her to study computer science, nothing else. I was also giving her a chance to make what she did right. I was deceived and my money was going towards something I had no say in. Now my wife and daughter are upset with me. I'm starting to reflect and think maybe I could have been nicer about the situation. Oh, boy. <sighs> okay, yeah. what do you think? What do you think, Jack? I mean, just my my uh, gut reaction is that OP is an asshole. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, I just want to tell the, par the parents out there, just like... <sighs> Just let your kids choose their own major for crying out loud. I mean, just I don't understand this this parent uh, intervention. Um, I'm only paying if you go into the hard science. I mean, obviously she's got an aptitude for for this. I mean, this this is going to come back to bite him in the ass a hundred percent. His own daughter got her work got accepted to be on, in an exhibition, and his reaction is, "I'm pissed off." And you got to pay me back the money that you stole from me? You dickhead. What an ass. God, what, what an a ass. piece of it, shit. Yeah. He's totally skipping the perspective where he, her, his daughter felt so unsupported that she couldn't be honest with him. Well, who could be, be honest with a, with a guy exactly. like that? Exactly. Like, he exactly. <laughs> she felt so unsupported by him that she didn't even feel she could be honest. And he's like, that's her fault. Like, well, I think that's your fault, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to brag here, but if my daughter had her illustrations were in an exhibition and I lived in the same city, I'd be the first person in line to see that exhibition. I mean, I would I it guts me that I can't even that I live in a different country than my own daughter and I can't see her ballet performances um, in real time. Uh, that I don't, and, and, you know, ballet is totally impractical life choice, you know, for career, a career choice. Um, right. illus illustration seems far more, uh, you know, reasonable than, than ballet. And, uh, right. if my kid was good at drawing and wanted to be an illustrator, um, I, th I feel like you're going to find there, there is there, you, There's you will find something. Here. Yeah, there's, there's work. Definitely work. You can do film and illustrations for cartoons. You can work right. for an advertisement company. You can do designs for different things. It's like you could just there's a lot of work in illustration ultimately. Right. And, and if she's, she's really passionate kid. about it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. Oh, I was gonna say if she's really passionate about this, then you're not gonna be able to all you're gonna do is alienate her. You know, yeah. and and maybe maybe ruin her life because now she's not going to be able to pay for college and finish it what she started, and and all because you get so you get the the satisfaction of saying I was right, you know, it, which is like the the you know adult equivalent of like na 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 na, you know, like that's the basically yes. the attitude exactly. that this guy has, you know, it's like you're going to be sitting alone 
you know, as you age, your kid's not going to visit you. They're going to have huge resentment against you. And you're going to be sitting there wondering like, yeah, but I was right. I was right. It's like, all right, yeah, take that to the grave, man, because like you will like they're not going to you're not going to just support your kid. I mean, it's not she be happy. She doesn't have a drug you know, addiction or, you know, like uh, some other be happy. She's ambitious about something. That I is, know that is so you're so lucky. This guy's like sitting on a lottery car ticket and he doesn't even have the brains to realize it i i just I really find op uh irritating so. you know jack i really like your perspective and i feel like you need to talk to parents everywhere <laughs> there's so <laughs> many parents like this op and it's just like it's it's nice to see someone who's passionate about supporting their kid and whatever their kid is passionate about right. and i think that's a rare thing and i think you should feel proud of yourself for that because I, I personally did not receive that kind of support from my parents, and especially my father. Um, I remember being really upset because when I went into college, I guess he wanted me to do something with science. And I was good at science in high school, but it's not what I wanted to do when I went to college. I wanted to do something with language. Honestly, if my if I had been fully supported by my parents from an early age, I would have done something with music. But my parents never supported me in that. And all I ever had for that were criticisms that have barred me from being able to really feel proud or dedicate myself to to music fully because I feel embarrassed by it or like it's not good enough. I have a crippling standard of perfectionism that was instilled by my father. And I mm. think ultimately... He was like this father. I mean, I remember one time we got into this big fight because he was like, well, you need to take science classes if I'm paying for your tuition. And I was like, well, you should have told me that before I accepted for you to pay for my tuition because I wouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) And so that just turned into a huge screaming match. But it's just the thing where it's like I understand. And ultimately, as I got older, I came to understand that it comes from a place of they want to control you because they're scared you're going to make a mistake and they want what's best for you. They don't want you to be poor or not. It have comes a from a, it comes from a place of love. If you can, if you can find the empathy to, to say, all right, you're just loving me in the wrong way. Like it's. Yes. It's... <laughs> yes. But, but at least my dad never said, I'm not going to pay for your tuition. You know, this guy's right. such an asshole. He's like, I'm not going to pay for your tuition anymore. I'm just going to, and you stole my money. And and you, I'm going to claw back the the 10 grand that you that I already paid. That you stole from me. God, what an asshole. What an unentitled way to think that you can like raise children to do what you want them to do as well is just so wrong. This is, this is, this takes us full circle back to uh, our first segment of control. The, mm-hmm. the illusion of control, the illusion that you think that you can mandate your kid to be to to graduate with a hard science degree and to just go right into a job and to live a happy life doing this thing that they don't want to do. Like, what have you ever seen that work out on? Like, it's never, ever works out. They're going to rebel. They're going to end up in teaching English in Asia, 
<laughs> yep, yep. Jack and I have both been down this road. <laughs> I, I, I built the road, I uh, feel like. Um, yes, yep. No, but I mean, it's, uh, I'm, I'm being facetious, but um, it's, uh, it, it is one of those things where, you know, I wish people would just give up the, the idea of control. Now, if your kid, if your kid's saying, I'm going to take this tuition money and I'm going to pretend to go to school, but really I'm going to spend it on meth amphetamine. Yeah. Okay. You've got to gripe now. Now you've got to deal with the situation, but this is, I mean, like, this is like this is the kind of problems that that good parents like pray for like please give me your problems you know like i would love to have this problem like this right. is again like a humble brag uh, kind of like our second segment yeah. it's right. like, like, oh my daughter only wants to get an illustration major in college but she doesn't want to do a hard science like computer science it's like dude you are so lucky and you don't even realize it um, and you know, it's like, it's so true. I feel like sometimes the parents with the best kids are so ungrateful because I am going to call my own parents out here. I remember when I was 15, my dad sat me in a chair, took my phone away and made, I had to come up with a list of what I wanted to do as a career when I grew up. So I came up with mostly was creative stuff yeah. and uh, that I was interested in. And he was like, no, that's stupid. You, you have these options, environmental scientist, like these were the ones he laid out for me environmental scientists biologists like he laid out these ones i had no interest in doing those right in fact if he right. hadn't pushed them so hard i might have been interested in it because i was actually good at those things but i i wasn't something i was interested in long term i i always wanted to do something in a creative field and it's like my parents had a great child with me because i never snuck out of the house no drinking no drugs um no fights at school no, it's just like I was such a good kid when I think back and think on, on like my peers and all the crap they got into. I yeah. never did a single thing like that. And uh, my parents didn't appreciate that. Ultimately, they I understand now as I've gotten older with some empathy where they were coming from. Oh, you know, we want the best for you and stuff. But you end up pushing your kid away and and ruining their self-esteem and their self-confidence and the things that they love to do. Yes. And nothing, no dis good decision ever came from fear. Like you this said before, you said it was a fear that they were afraid that you're going to have a bad life. Right. That no, no decision made from that point, that, um, that premise of like, okay, I'm afraid. So now we need to do this. That, that'll never, ever work out. I just, I don't think it, I don't think you can make life decisions based on fear. You can't assume that you're going to never have a job. I think you have to have, take the opposite assumption. You say, I'm going to be an illustrator and I'm going to make it, even though it's a very competitive world. And, but you just, but I believe in myself. And I think that that is a kind of uh, uniquely, not uniquely American, but I mean, it definitely is kind of part of the, of of maybe our our ethos or whatever is like it's not practical there's a lot of people but i'm going to be an actor i'm going to be a musician i'm going to do go for it and uh and that belief that we can do that i think is uh kind of uh i think that's a good quality and should yeah. be supported by parents even though it's not practical and uh it sounds like his daughter is a smart person she'll find her way she clearly uh, talented if she got chosen for the exhibition. Exactly, exactly, and, and yeah, I mean, in your case, you got a degree. 
you you know you 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 will find your way like everybody does you know what i mean right. like it 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 you find your way um it took me until uh till my late 20s to kind of realize i i was looking around and i'm like oh i'm a teacher <laughs> i didn't even realize like because it was always temporary i was just going to do another year another year and then i realized you know what i think this is what i was meant to do on this on this earth and and so um, I'm going to lean into it. And uh, I've had a, a really uh, fun and exciting career as a, as an educator, as a teacher. And, um, but, but it's, I think it took, it, it was exploratory and, uh, and that's everybody. I don't think anyone just graduates college and goes right into the job that they're going to keep for 20 or 30 years. They just no, doesn't. Definitely not. No, definitely not. And um Exactly. Like if she does go and do computer science, she's just going to be miserable. And it's not an easy field. It's a stressful right. field. She's going to go through all the stress, headaches and heartbreak for something she doesn't even like to do is so pointless. And if you think she's really going to fail as an illustrator, she's not going to fail until she's 50. I mean, it's rare for people to do that. She might right. fail for a few years, maybe a decade, and then she'll either succeed or find something else that she wants to do in the same vein. But you're never going to take someone who really wants to be an illustrator at heart and turn them into a computer scientist if that's something they have no interest in doing. I'll tell you what, I one of my dreams when I was uh, 22, I lived in Los Angeles and and my dream was to be to work in the in Hollywood is in the film industry. Um, mm -hmm. I was a huge film nerd and I love it. And uh, everybody, the friends of mine who stayed there, and it's a war of attrition. But they 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 fought and they and they you know uh, worked their way up. And several of them, the ones that stuck with it, they have all excelled in their in their jobs. They have high positions in in Hollywood as producers as uh, casting directors, as directors, writers. I mean, these are successful people. And it, everybody told them, you're crazy. This is impractical. Mm -hmm. You should, you know, get a, a hard science degree and just go work in a an office somewhere. And they followed their hearts. And so I think that in this case, if, this, if his daughter is really, like you said, passionate about it, she won't fail until she's 50. She'll, she'll find a way in there's always a there's always a way in you start make blogging you start doing something you know it, it, uh, a hobby turns into a job you just never know where that opportunity is going to come from it's uh what, what is the what's that saying luck is when opportunity meets preparedness or something like that it's like because when yeah opportunity meets something like, preparation? It's something like that yeah preparation yeah or genius okay. is 90 percent perspiration maybe <laughs> that's another one <laughs> I just, i'm mixing all my metaphors here i mean I, <laughs> I i feel like it it you know it's luck is 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 part of it you know but that's true for any job you just happen to meet the right person at the right time but if you've got the degree and you're ready and you have the ambition the opportunity will present itself eventually I really believe yeah. that. I think there, the opportunities happen all the time. And the father is just being too, he's just cynical. 
He's just like, no, yeah. you're. And he's too yeah. narrow, like nearsighted to see and narrow minded to see where this could take his daughter. And how many uh, opportunities there are in the field of illustration. You can actually do something with that major. And there's so many illustrators in advertising who get paid really well. Advertising, children's literature, cartoons, yes. uh, comic books. I mean, there's so many things that you can do with an illustration degree. Um, yeah. I guarantee uh, he he's going to regret this. He's going to regret this uh, this stance that he's taking, and uh, he I hope he doesn't he waste apologize. too much time. Yeah, because he, yeah. you find yourself, you know, ten years from now, kind of not not as close to your kid as you could have been, um, and uh, in, and and regretting those lost years where you could have been uh, her biggest cheerleader, and instead you were her biggest antagonist. And yeah. And it's coming from the the person that should be her biggest cheerleader, and so yeah, yeah I'm I'm dead set against this guy. Yes, you're an asshole, but you can change. You can do it. Just we believe in you. <laughs> yes, we believe in you. Listen to us. We're yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. From someone who had a father like this and someone who is not a father like this, we know you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm not going to make that mistake because I'm not going to miss one minute of, uh, you know, of, of 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 time with my daughter to to be her biggest cheerleader. So, um, yeah, until she changes and say, I want to do something else. And all right, I'll I'll put my support behind that, too. But, um, yeah, it's uh, I, I yeah, I hope he changes. I really do. So. Until then, it's a resounding you're the asshole. Right. From both of us. <laughs> and yeah. uh, if you disagree with us, send us an email, armchairpsychologistpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think in uh, in an email form. Um, you can uh, listen to our podcast. It's a weekly podcast. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you think about these uh, segments. Okay. <laughs> All just... right. See you guys next time. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. The species called man does have any relationship with God. It's because he alone is able to undo God's work. I don't say he does it maliciously or on purpose. Just that as other creatures were endowed with the instinct to survive, we seem to have been endowed with the instinct to destroy. I think I could turn and live without him. They do not lie when they die, they are in their sickness. They do not make any sickness discussing their duty to God. Not one of them one yields to another, or to his own kind. Not one of them respect respect.